Hello and welcome back to Drunken Time Travel 5. Can you believe it? 5. That many already? That many already. It seems like months. Uh, and this this month, this week, what month? What, we're doing three weeks? It, it's probably a month as well. Probably a month. Yeah, it's yeah. every um, three weeks. Probably a month on Mars. Nearly a month. Who knows? Uh, yes, we're reviewing The Keys of Marinus. Uh, which was written by the same guy who did the Daleks. So yes. we're expecting big things with this. Mm. Well, we're not, but... Uh, Maybe not things as big as the Daleks, I don't know. Maybe not things as big as the Daleks. No. Were the Daleks big? They were They took a lot of space up. Yeah, they're not good if you've only got a small amount of storage space. Yes, they can't hide under the bed or anything. Yeah, what you might need is a travel Dalek. But anyway, moving on. Uh, well, yes. I'm starting from this one. We're going to be drinking the same beer, well, not from, yes. from not from the same glass. I, I should hasten to add, but uh, we're drinking the same beer, so at least we can compare and contrast. Yes. You know, like your old English mm. essays. Oh, it's like this is like homework or something. This is like you're already complaining about just <laughs> the work you've had to do. Tell the gentle viewers what we're drinking today. Yes. Today we are sampling carling. That's carling. That's, that's that's yeah. That's about as good as I'm going to sell this one. It's so, it's a bit yeah. It's a beer. Yes, it's it's got alcohol in it. Pedestrian. We'll get back to that later anyway. Yeah. I presume. Meanwhile, onto the keys of Marinus. Yes. Which was originally broadcast during April and May of 1964. Go with your synopsis then, Gav. And it goes a something like this. The first episode is The Sea of Death. The crew land at a beach made of glass, and just as Susan decides to take a paddle in the acid sea, Ian stops her when he sees her shoes are being dissolved. Susan goes back to the TARDIS to get some more, whilst the others discover a submarine. The occupant of one of these submarines, Avord, leaves some footprints for Susan to follow to a distant temple. The Doctor, Ian and Barber split up to find Susan, who are then systematically kidnapped by the temple's revolving doors. Inside the temple, Susan does her best to not look at anyone, whilst the white monks inside do battle with Vord intruders. Ian battles with a Vord, and obviously embarrassed at having lost, the Vord turns to cardboard and falls, sorry, floats down a pit to his death. The Doctor meets up with an old guy who has a machine that controls all crime and justice on the planet, but the intruders have learned how to counteract it. He upgrades this, but needs four of five keys for this machine to reactivate it. They were apparently removed early on, and they were scattered across the world, and now needs to be collected again. He asks the Doctor for help. Upon returning to the TARDIS, the Doctor finds out that the old guy has put a force field around it and won't remove it until he stops being a cunt and helps him. He gives them each a travel dial to jump to the key's destinations. When they leave, Avord kills the old guy, probably for putting a force field around his submarine. Then the next episode, The Velvet Web. Barber went first and fucked off before the others could catch up. When they do eventually catch up, they find Barber being treated like an Egyptian goddess. Well, something must be wrong here if they're not trying to kill her. Apparently everyone in the city lives out their greatest desire, including I assume those whose greatest desire is to serve others. Things that they desire. Makes sense of that what you will. 
Ian is sceptical though. During their sleep, they're all given a hypnotic disc which falls off Barbara during the night. When she wakes, she sees the world to be the dump that it is and not the paradise the others think that it is. Barbie runs away when the locals try and take to the physician. They then go to a Star Trek episode to report to their leaders who are just brains in jars and they order Barbara's destruction and the others to be put to work. Meanwhile, the doctor marvels over a dirty mug. The brainwashed Ian bumps into Barbara and takes her back to the brains. A plan that backfires when Barbara smashes the brain jars open and breaks the psychic hold they have over everyone. They get the key, the doctor decides to skip two episodes ahead by himself whilst everyone else, along with two new companions, moves on to the next episode. Susan does this a bit quicker than the others though. On to the screaming jungle. The others arrive to find Susan screaming in the jungle because the jungle was screaming at her. A jungle vine then attacks Susan and she screams again. Should this have been called Scream in the Jungle? Anyway, Barbara does some investigating which involves getting caught in rotating doors again. The others want to move on saying Barbara would have used the time dials and they have the key already anyway. But Ian wants to make sure he's safe so he leaves the others and goes to look for Barbara. The key they have is, being, is discovered to be a fake. Finding Barbara, Ian notices that the vegetation seems to be alive. Ian goes to investigate some iron bars and gets trapped in a cage. Barbara bumps, bumps into some dude who keeps the key, but is killed by the jungle vines. Ian escapes and uh, returning to the old guy, instead of telling them where the key is before he dies, he gives them some letters and numbers and tells them to be quick. This turns out not to be the code for the safe, the sadistic cunt. The jungle starts to attack and in the chaos they discover it's a chemical formula and they find the key. They quickly escape to a snowy mountain. And then comes the snows of terror. They pass out from the cold and get robbed by a creepy beardy bloke who takes them back to his cabin and strokes them. He tells them their previous companions have gone up to the mountain and Ian goes to look for them leaving Barbara alone with a creepy beardy strokey bloke. <laughs> Ian finds one of his companions injured and gives him a massage. <laughs> the other two have gone further ahead apparently. Meanwhile, back in the cabin, it's rape time. <laughs> Luckily, Ian makes it back in time before he subjects himself to sex with Barbara. Together, they all go to the ice cave where the others went to die. Went to die? They didn't go to die. They just went there. Well, if you're going to go to an ice cave, you're going to die there. Well, probably. Just, if, if you're not dead, it's, it's luck. Yes. Anyway, due to the special effects being poor, Barbara explains this to the audience. That was courtesy of Irish cars. Hi. When they cross a rope bridge, the creepy beardy strokey bloke cuts it down behind them so they can't return. They find the keen of a block of ice blow, uh, guarded by ice demons. They melt the ice, run away from the demons whose only skill appears to be falling to their death and escape with a key. Appearing in a museum exhibit, Ian is knocked unconscious whilst trying to retrieve the key and framed for burglary. The next episode is CSI Millennius, or as they called it, Sentence of Death. The guard, not believing Ian's story that he hasn't done anything because someone beat him to it, informs he is to be put to trial and face a death sentence if he cannot prove his innocence. Oh look, the doctor's here, which is Andy, as he's going to defend Ian against the Jewish lawmakers. Courtesy of Irish girl. Yes, they just look like Jewish lawmakers, that's all. Continue. Yes. 
The doctor gets the case adjourned for two days while they prepare. Cue a one-scene montage of preparation. The doctor stages a reconstruction, probably just so he can hit Barbara. The guard involved with the theft falls under questioning from Barbara. How did he ever make it as a guard in the first place? At the trial, the doctor produces the fake key and the guard reveals himself in shock and is promptly killed. This however doesn't get Ian off and he's still on death row. Susan then gets kidnapped and is threatened with death. Rather than relief though, Barbara seems concerned. Susan kidnapped her, that's, that's a shock. Mm. I, think, I think Kim Bauer in 24 got kidnapped less than Susan. Maybe they've got good swap tips, I don't know. They could swap them from different, sh- they could swap them mm. in different shoes, that would be good. Mm. Actually, I don't know if she would be any worse or better. Maybe Susan regenerated into Kim. <laughs> that could be true. Oh no, they're both as annoying. Ah, the last episode, Keys of Marinus. Time on Millennius is revealed to be measured by whether the pointer is near the star or not. When questioning the kidnapper's wife, she says, I know nothing. <laughs> but mentions Susan's kidnap when she couldn't possibly know about it. Classic mistake. Susan is rescued. Probably wasn't a mistake. Ian looked at the staffing on the wall to see how long he has left. Nobody knows. It's a bit to the star. The doctor reveals that he knows where the key was all along and Ian is pardoned. They return to the machine with the keys, but obviously not all at the same time. I think they ate each other. The two new companions, however, get captured the, by the Vod while saying, I know nothing, all the time. You like that, don't you? Yes. Ian takes the last key back to the old man, which is actually a Vod doing cosplay. Ian gives him the key. But wait, he gave him the fake key. Tricky, uh, Ian. Uh, the machine is destroyed. The Doctor, Ian, Barbara and Susan leave the planet. With justice wrecked. Yes, can I just mention, <coughs> the the whole point of the keys was to what, recalibrate the machine, wasn't it? Yes, so they could start Re-tune the it. machine. It had been reprogrammed and they just needed the keys to start it up again to restore order to the planet. Yes. So basically what Ian did by giving the fake key, obviously you know, he was trying to trick the other guy, but the other guy puts the fake key in and this leads the machine to blow up. Well, so they could have saved themselves six episodes by just blowing up the machine in the first one. Yes, but it didn't want the machine being in control of the board, which I think is the major point. But as I say, they could have just saved themselves yeah. some time by blowing up the machine in the first episode. And I believe, uh, well, we'll see what your, your Ian moment of the episode is later on. Yes. So, did you like Keys Marius thing, yeah? Yes, uh, I enjoyed it, was, it pretty it much. It wasn't was too bad. I think, as I was saying to you earlier, that uh, what helped it was, it was it was six episodes, but they were a lot of them were individual ep- individual stories, as opposed to yeah. one long story of them in a cave. Yeah, well, it was a uh, bit uh, like uh, that on last episode. Well, well there weren't the individual, individual stars or anything. The, the they like, travelled yeah. to different towns and it but seemed like... But there were different like, people, different things yeah. they had to do. But this was like, actually the first time they did a story where each one was like a self-contained episode with an overall arc to it. It was almost like, almost like an anthology. But yeah, apparently they wrote that one that way. Oh, didn't they? Because uh, they abandoned the planned episode. Oh, what was the planned episode? I can't remember what it was called. 
I don't have that information to hand. It wasn't the Masters of Luxor, was it? It might have been. I'll, I'll leave that to uh, yours. No, I just remember there was, there was a couple of episodes from back then. It might have been the Alexander the Great one, even. Mm. But there were a couple of episodes that uh, are quite famous within fandom, so to speak, for uh, being lost stories. <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, chosen at last minute. They decided to replace it, and they chose that format because they thought single-story episodes would be quicker to write mm. and get it out and broadcast on time. But it did turn out to be a lot more expensive. Did it? Uh, yes. For instance, the uh, the one with the... Uh, as you remember that you, you mentioned about the uh, one where they, everything was wonderful and they got everything they desired... Ah, yeah. And then uh, Barbara woke up and saw everything is dirty and disgusting. Apparently that was very expensive to do. There was a lot of set design gone into that particular episode. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even the fact it was redressed, it was quite mm. expensive. And then obviously with the different stories and everything, they would have had a lot more. So it would have been quite, quite expensive. Mm. And apparently the Verd, or the Vord, or whatever they're called, they... Uh, they were another attempt to be get the children being excited about things that aren't Daleks. Yes, but uh, apparently that failed miserably. <laughs> they were never seen again. Nobody cared. I can't imagine why. I mean, it's, it's basically people wearing flipper suits mm. and a strange we're, rubber we're mask. A, a, basically, a, an ant helmet or something. Yeah, basically they were gimps. Yes, <laughs> they were alien gimps, and they wondered why children didn't latch onto this. <laughs> Kids love Doctor Who, uh, so basically, uh, first, the first time you this, did you tell me it was the first time you actually see the dematerialization of the TARDIS? This is what I believe. Yes, uh, we've heard it before, but I think this is the first time they actually see the TARDIS appearing. Yeah, and did, disappear. did the effects on it? Interesting, you but you didn't hear it this time. Didn't they? No. No. Was it music in the background? No, it was just silence. So, uh, well, there was music in the background, but there was no... Was that Tardis, foreshadowing? There was mo- no TARDIS sound. Comedy. Yeah, uh, and also, there's a bit where the Doctor says... Um, well, Barbara asked him something. I can't remember what it was. And he replies... It's impossible in this temperature. Besides, it's too warm. That's like something you would see in a comedy. <laughs> uh, well, it is for kids. And several points during this, this story, I did think they should have mobile phones. It would solve a lot of problems. Mm. Or just not like brush your head and split up all the time. It would solve a lot of problems, or it would uh, create a lot of problems for the scriptwriters, in fact. Mm. Maybe. The Doctor already had mobile phones, but he didn't want to give Susan one. Or a mobile phone. Do 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 do. And what did you think of Ian's stupid get-up this week? It was the same Chinese get-up he had from last week, yes. wasn't it? He likes it. I like it. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. I want one. Of course you do. Um, uh, I was never going to say anything else, was I? No. You're just... Oh, the, the mime acting when they discovered the invisible barrier around the TARDIS. Mm-hmm. That was brilliant. Yeah, I did like that. It was yeah. just hilarious. Yeah, especially when Barbara just walked straight through it. That was fun. Of course. Barbara, 
Barbara doesn't put up for crap like like invisible barriers. <laughs> she just walks straight through it. I have to say, Barbara was quite good in, in these in these episodes. Yes, she wasn't too bad. She was uh, proving herself useful. Yeah, there was a few things she did that was quite yeah. good. She was like almost not getting, taking not, not, the place of Ian. <laughs> well, Ian was quite rubbish in these episodes, <laughs> wasn't he, Gav? Yeah. Yes, see? Yes, yeah, see. For instance, he saved Susan's life. Why would you ever do that? He, he, well, he strangled her. He, he was off strangling people again. Well, I think besides that, in he the, started off promising until he got hypnotised in the stupid pleasure planet, whatever it was called. Yeah. Because he, he, he got there and he was yes. still sceptical <clears throat> of everything, but after mm. that he went nuts. And then there was the one with the, with the uh, guy that made the key machine he gave them all like uh, watches that they can travel in space and time with mm-hmm. I don't know why it was just space but anyway uh, they, they could travel in space and time with and he told them this and then Barbara says what like this and then she traveled then she disappears and Ian being the rational scientific guy was like what have you done with her no she just pressed the button you can do it's, that as well it, it tells you a minute ago Ian Maybe more it, evidence of him being in There's not much evidence of him. I've given you two evidence pieces so far. Yeah, this is one story. Also, later on, Ian leaves Susan with two people they met that day. Well, wouldn't you want to get away from her? Yeah, but also he saved her life earlier on. So, so which of these is he is he doing? Which of these? He's, he's just balancing the force. The force, yes. Let me see. Forces need to be balanced. And beer reviews need to be balanced. Yes. Do you have any more things to say about the beer? Yes, it's cowling. It was cheap. Very good. Yes. I would agree with that. I would also say the word pedestrian again. Yes, why not? It's, uh, yeah, it's not the greatest taste in a beer, but it doesn't taste bad. It's, uh, it, it does a job, if you like. Yeah. It's alright. It, it, it's locker, basically. Mm. Yeah. There you go. Um, yes, on that planet where they all get want, you know, get their their desires, basically. Uh, Susan wants a dress for some reason. Uh, Ian doesn't really want anything because he's got everything he's desired. Some kind of weird dressing gown thing that he's wearing. He's he's just awesome. I am awesome. I cannot be improved. That's that's Ian's motto. Oh, yes. Um, but uh, the doctor wants a well-equipped laboratory, apparently. Mm. Well, he's never had one of them before, has he? He also wants truffles. Truffles, yes. What was all that about? Yeah, I don't know. He's, uh, he's got a machine that can make, like, anything that he wants. As long as it's, like... In the shape of a chocolate bar. (laughs) (laughs) I would like a chocolate bar. (laughs) Ironically, I can't make that. Have you ever had truffles, girl? Um, not proper truffles. I've had chocolate truffle things. What were they like? Mm -hmm. They're they're alright. They're like Milky Ways. They're fluffy. They're fluffy. Yeah. Fluffy chocolate is. Milky goodness. (laughs) (laughs) 
Drunken Tiger of brought to you by Milky Way. <laughs> God, I wish. Yeah, and bet you didn't know that Ian was a socialist, did you? Because because he, he was a bit suspicious about the rich the rich people in that uh, on that bit where they get their heart desire. He just what? doesn't like rich people. He, he's a bit, he's he a bit, was he's suspicious a about the whole situation. No, no, he actually no. said about rich people, and I was like, oh, mm. right, a bit of a socialist, are you? No. He's not a socialist. Uh, no. So he's a conservative, is he? He's, he's not anything. He's just he's Ian. Not he's just <laughs> Ian. He's just Ian. And that's why he gets elected Prime Minister in 2014. <laughs> not anything, just Ian is his slogan. But yeah, them, them aliens were good as well. The brains in the jars. Yes, I, I was, I, yeah, I written down here that I loved their, their voices because uh, it was very posh. Mm. Well, not as posh as later on, which I mentioned, but, but they're quite posh. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. then when they died, it was just spectacularly over the top. In fact, we're going to go against type and you can hear it now just to, just to sample it. See how great that is? That's classic Doctor Who for you. And then there was a bit later on with the guy who was wearing briefs all the time. Who was wearing briefs all the time? One of the, one of the guys that, that, that were hanging about with them, but not but not the woman. Oh, the, yes, the other companion dude yeah. thing. Yeah. He was basically wearing... He looked like a Roman to wore, me. He was, yeah, he looked like a Roman, except all he was wearing from waist down was wife Ronson's shoes, which was obviously brilliant when they appeared on the snow planet. And can yes. I mention... Uh, the Snows of Terror is a fantastic title and should be used in a disaster movie. But anyway, what he said at one point was, our plan was as follows. He was to go ahead and look for uh, look for uh, the key four while I stay here. You don't say our plan was as follows and then have a sentence after it. Our plan was as follows should be like a whole page of a plan. You should just say he was to go ahead and look for you know. You don't, you don't build up yes. things with our plan was as follows. No, it's uh, it's like my plan is as follows. I'm going into town for some beer. I don't know what you're doing. That's your plan, not mine. <laughs> and that is my plan, and it was as follows. My plan is as follows. Bye. <laughs> do you have anything to add at this point other than the beer obviously uh, no there's uh, just another moment of what appeared to be one of Hartnell's famous stumbles whether it was during there or it, yes, yes uh, during his dialogue uh, and he ended up appearing to stumble over I can't prove at this very moment during the court, but it actually said, I can't improve at this very moment. And Terry Nation claims he actually wrote that in. I don't know why, but there you go. 
Why would why would he write the I, doctor saying I can't improve at this very moment? I've no idea. It was trying to defend his basically Terranation can only write Daleks and that's yeah. it. But his his only great thing was he created the Daleks. Mm-mm. He didn't create the look of them because that yeah. was the BBC designers. He just wrote the scripts. Yes. Here's some aliens. Here's <laughs> some aliens. Make them up the way you want. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I made like them. This. <laughs> yep, that, I made them. I said they looked like that, <laughs> and now I've got billions and billions of pounds. Oh wait, I'm dead, and my estate has. Yes, there was, and the bit you, I think you mentioned where uh, Barbara was captured by a statue mm. uh, with its stone arms. Yeah, they didn't at all look like human arms in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> Yes, it was just a statue with holes in and somebody's arms sticking out. Yeah, it was one of the statues <laughs> where, where I think she was captured by it and then the door revolved so that she was round the other side. But then when the door came back again, all you saw, saw were holes until the, until the door came right back and then someone just stuck their hands through. It was, it was mm. quite cheap looking. Well, it was 1963, 1964, so we can... Mm. We can Excuse that, but oh. we still like to laugh at it. Yes, there was another good cave, cave, another good moment in the Cave of Ice, when they were initially crossing the bridge, and Susan, she's making her way nicely. <laughs> <laughs> and then a companion suddenly shouts out to her, Don't look down! And she just freezes and yeah. gets scared. It's like Susan's crossing the bridge like a pro. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> And then after that Don't tense moment, <laughs> yeah, then after that tense moment, the camera just pans to the left, and she's like already at the other side in what like two steps anyway. Yeah, it's like Echoes there was, it's like there was no covering there at all. I don't know what's going on. But ah oh, well, you go with the effects. But I did like uh, what, creepy, oh, creepy, creepy beardy, beardy stroking, creepy beardy stroking gun. Yes, and his and his line to Barbara when they were in the when he was they were in his shack, his love shack, shall we say? Um, that he says because she says because uh, she was worried about the wolves coming in, and he said, "Oh, don't worry about that. Keeps anything out or in." <laughs> and then I imagine him saying after that, "Was was that too much? I, I don't know. Are you a bit and scared?" And then Ian Dobby goes, "You sound safe in here. I'm going to go." <laughs> <laughs> It sounds fine. He's not creepy at all. He's not stroking you too much, is he? No, no. So, that's about it for this episode then. What, the ice episode? Mm-hmm. Or, or the whole episode entirely? Well, either. No, I was no. going to mention the uh, the ice episode where yeah. they, they oh. find the knights, where, where, where she oh. crosses the bridge and there's knights in a cave yes. the frozen knights in yes. a cave one of the most well guarded <coughs> things in uh, and I don't know why history apparently well I don't know why they're there because there's nothing there and apart from that well there was a key there no there wasn't a key there was there yeah oh, I don't know I was drunk then yeah um, yeah there's a key in a massive block of ice surrounded by about four ice demon things what the knights yeah uh, yeah, they they were in the ki- they were in there, but they just crossed a cavern, and it just seemed very like uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. They should have when they when they were crossing the thing, they should have talked about penitent man and things like that. Whoosh, things carve one kid. 
how can we well we've 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 finished talking about the, this entire thing and we haven't even talked about the trial yet let's talk about the trial one well one thing the, the prosecutor who turns out to be evil gosh there's a surprise I should mention the actor goes on to be in another uh, William Hartnell story where he's evil in that and a Sylvester McCoy story where he's not evil but anyway he, he is a he's a fantastic cape it, it's, it's like he thought he was on Krypton or something do Kryptons have capes? Superman does I know Superman does but well he surely he's the most famous Krypton of all yeah. Krypton person what do you call someone from Krypton? a Kryptonian Kryptonian. Look, he's been reading Superman recently. Me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know some. It, and also, it did seem to go a bit Although, stupid. don't quote me on that. I don't know, actually. I know, you don't know anything. No, the Kryptonian does yeah. sound right. It did go a bit Scooby-Doo at the end when they were explaining everything. Oh, yes. I, I expected, <laughs> I expected <laughs> the Buddhism to say when we would have gotten away for it if it wasn't for you pesky train travellers. That would have been brilliant. Um, but yeah, that's 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 me done with the with the, mm-hmm. the episodes. I do think Barbara and the Doctor were very good in in those six episodes. I do have to say, even yes. though Doctor wasn't in two of them, and Ian yes. was a bit wank as normal. No, Ian was a bit below par for most of it. Well, no, he usually is. Uh, so, well, final thoughts then, Gav. Although I think we probably said this already. It wasn't too bad, was it? No. It was, quite, it, it was quite enjoyable. I said the format of it kept it so interesting. And yeah. I think Terry Nation has learned from yeah. the Daleks and that you don't have people looking through caves endlessly for six hours. Oh. Although he did put many caves in this, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> but he made up for it with creepy, strokey, beardy man. <laughs> Yes, well, I'll have to keep a lookout, see how many caves he puts in his stories. Mm. <laughs> I'm calling caveman. No, I don't know. Do you, it depends. I see what you did there. Did you? Usually, yeah. Yes, next time I'm doing... I'm doing the Aztecs, which is a four-part story. Excellent. One of my favourites as it's well. It's about the Aztecs. Uh, it's actually probably one of my favourites of William Hartnell. Yes, it's it's my favourite Ian story. <laughs> so, lots of fun to go around there then. Uh, so, before we leave then, uh, get through the quotes. Yes, uh, my quote is whenever Barbara is in the is in the is in the rich place and then she wakes up and discovers it's all dirty and disgusting, uh, and this is this is what this is her going off on one basically. And it's amazing. Here, take this. No, it's filthy. Now you've broken it. Barbara, what's got into you? Why can't you see? This is going to test our host's patience, you know. It's one of a set. But it's just really a dirty old mug. And this terrible dress. And the furniture. Why can't you see it? Barbara, Barbara. It's all changed. Come on now, get a hold of yourself. Don't be afraid. Look, they put me my dress. It's dirty. Dirty rags. It was quite funny, yes. It was quite I, funny. 
And uh, it was a struggle this week for an ear moment of the episode because it was a bit below par, but <laughs> he sort of did sort of save the day at the end when he uh, <laughs> when he revealed that he gave the fake keys to the woods. Yes, when you destroyed that guy's last word. Here it is. You heard about Harvey Tank? Yes. We met the man who's usurped his place. <laughs> Give me the key and we must have it destroyed. Ian gave it to him. What? what? You gave it away? I gave him a key. Savita, remember that fake key? Barbara found it on the idol. I remember. That was the key I gave him. This is the genuine <laughs> key. <laughs> My dear boy. We must go. Quickly leave the building. Why? Yartek may put that false key into the machine at any moment. If he does, it will set the machine in motion. But once it feels the full force of the power, it'll, it'll break under the strain. You mean the machine will blow up? Yes, yes so long ago. Everything yeah. coming in this building with it. Yes, uh, yes, that was always amusing for Ian to destroy someone's mm-hmm. last work. But uh, any, uh, moving on. Yeah, so if you've got any more questions, or what? Well, any more than zero. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, any questions about Doctor Who at all? It doesn't matter. It doesn't even have to be about William Hartnell or all these episodes. Anything at all. Uh, yes, send them to drunkentimetravel at gmail.com. The, yes, the link's on the website as well. Yes. And yes, so uh, send them. Send them. Or do as you have been doing and don't. And will not answer. Indeed. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's pretty much us for this episode. And before we go, we've. Uh, just got a little bit of the news about our good friends over at Sarcastic Voyage. Gav? Yes, they're uh, coming back after, uh, I suppose you call it a high hiatus, um, on the 2nd of September with their new revamped. podcast. Yes, new revamped, relaunched podcast. Better so, than before. Yes. But it's been pretty damn good anyway. It has, yes. But uh, if you haven't listened to it, if you're I'm if you're the unlikely you. person that hasn't listened to it, listens to ours as well, uh, yes, definitely give it a go. Um, it's at uh, www.algar.com. That's A A L G A R. And it's good night from me. And it's good night from him.